You're listening to a Corridor Business Journal podcast. This is Tom Selick. I'm a senior vice president of a bank. I used to be a lawyer. I like to make connections, and sometimes amazing things happen. That's what this podcast is about, when the magic happens. Today's guest on the podcast is Bruce Teague, the mayor of Iowa City, who's done a great job. Bruce is an old friend as well as a good friend. People within our community really got the understanding of what Black Lives Matter mean. And I'll take a moment to talk about that because I think some people uh, may not know what it means, but it, it really is our house is on fire and we need help to get this fire out. So stick around. This episode of Tom's New Best Friend is brought to you by West Bank, a community bank since 1893, providing full-service banking and trust services to businesses and consumers, nationally recognized by Raymond James as a top-performing community bank, prioritizing community, responsive to local needs. West Bank, member FDIC. Well, welcome to... uh the new podcast. My new best friend today is uh, Bruce Teague, who is the uh, current mayor of Iowa City and a local business person. And uh, I've known Bruce for a number of years, and I'm excited to have her share his story with uh, with all of us. So, Bruce, uh, I uh, I looked up on the internet a little bit, and uh, it says that you were from Chicago originally, but I thought you were a, you know, a West High Trojan and a Kirkwood graduate and Iowa graduate. To tell us about your background. Well, hello, Tom, and hello to everybody out there. I'm excited to be your new best friend for today. So, yes, yes. so I wanted to definitely share my story about how I came to Iowa City at the age of 17 from Chicago, Illinois, as you mentioned. And I came here, honestly, because I was selling chemistry. And so I uh, to really get to the heart of the story, my sister, who was a sophomore, at the University of Iowa, lived off campus, learned that West High School, I didn't have to take chemistry in my senior year. It wasn't a requirement as it was at the school in Chicago where I was attending. And so that brought me here because I wanted to graduate on time, which I did in 1994 in July, in June of 1994. And so that's actually what brought me here. And from there, um, my life in Iowa City just changed. Um, And I think it really was just the interactions that I had with people here. Um, When you come from, when any of us come from a place, um, we we know what we know until we start to experience other uh, individuals. And and so I'll get into all that as we go along about how um, I went to Kirkwood and sociology was a class that really, really um, made me think about my life. Well, good. So your sister was here when you moved here. She was. She was a sophomore at the University of Iowa and living off campus. And so I was, uh, she had to become my legal guardian because I was 17 years old. I wasn't 18 yet. Sure. And so we had to go through the court system. And well, I guess it was more of a legal document, which made her uh, my my, uh, legal guardian. And I was here without parents at the age of 17. The good thing was my parents totally trusted me. from their uh, perspective, because I wasn't a drinker and I wasn't smoking, you know, that type of stuff. So I was a good kid in their eyes. And so I, there are other things young people get into. But nevertheless, that was something that they didn't worry about. And so 
uh, coming to Iowa City uh, with my sister as my guardian uh, was very interesting. But, yeah, she's still my, one of my best friends today. Yeah, well, since we're talking about your sister, do you have other siblings? There is five of us total, so I have oh. one younger brother and three older sisters, and only one sister lives in Iowa, and not that sister that actually attended yeah. um, college. Yeah. Well, good. Well, you know, the um, when I first met you, uh, you were a business person, and you still are, I guess. You started this, um, I think it's called Caring Hands and More, and but I think before that, did you work for Iowa City Hospice? Tell us how you got into um, the business world and that uh, the business you have now currently. Caring Hands and More is my business, which I started, but it was through my work at Iowa City Hospice where I really gained a love for end-of-life individuals. As a 19-year-old working with end-of-life individuals, it was, it was a huge task that I was um, taking upon myself, but the support of the nurses and the social workers and even the uh, spiritual um, uh, liaison that we have there at Iowa City Hospice really helped me to determine what my purpose was as I assisted in the life individuals, not only themselves, but of course their family members. And that just gave me a different light in what I would like to do as a mission. I went to nursing school at, the univer um, at Kirkwood um, and um, I, I also have a degree from the University of Iowa in psychology, but I went through the RN program at Kirkwood. And so there at Iowa City Hospice, I really began to have a love for assisted individuals with end of life. Currently today, I own Caring Hands and More, and we have uh, a variety of services, but uh, I'll just mention a couple. One is we have, uh, we actually provide uh, the staff, the direct care staff at the Bird House, the Hospice House in Johnson County. Sure. And that is a very precious thing and opportunity that we have. Um, and we have some group homes, I'll just use that terminology, uh, where individuals with disabilities and as well as elderly people live within the community. So just wanted to, you know, give a shout out there. Uh, and that business I started in 2004. Well, great. And you're still, you're still doing that besides being the mayor. I am still doing that, and we are almost close to 85 staff uh, at Caring Hands and More, so it is very busy, uh, never a dull moment, always very adventurous, especially now with COVID. Oh, my God, the, the, the challenges that we've had to uh, face as a business during the age of COVID because we have our caregivers who uh, live out in the community, and then they come and provide that special, wonderful care to individuals within the homes. And so it has been a challenge uh, to ensure everybody's safety. We're doing, we're doing well. And it, 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 COVID has really changed the way we operate a little bit, uh, especially when we're talking about in-office operations. But nevertheless, we are navigating as best as we can. And so, yeah, um, Still in business and very much so very busy. Well, that's great. It's a, a real success story. You know, starting your own business is uh, you know it's difficult to do, and you're sort of a long time right now since you started. What 2004? 2004, and um, you know, it was one of those things where I didn't have the money, I didn't have uh, anything beyond the desire, and I am very blessed to know that God 
took me in 2004 from having just two staff to where we are today. And I actually opened up my business in my mobile home uh, where I lived, and that's where my office was in my mobile home. And so today we're very blessed with two offices uh, in the Iowa City area, one on Kirkwood Avenue, and then we have a multi-generational center, which is on the east side next to 8th True Value. Sure. And in that and in that building, we'll have it, it's multi-generational, so we're going to have adult daycare as well as child care center. And so uh, our plans, of course, have been derailed because of COVID, but we are certainly working on trying to implement the adult daycare first as well as the, and then come after that with the child care development center. Well, that's great. That's a, that's, that's a great story. Let me ask you, obviously I'm curious about your uh, political background. I, I know you from where you said we first, maybe it met in Rotary and stuff and then some banking, but you're involved there. But then uh, tell us about uh, your interest in uh, running for the council. As I recall, you uh, ran back in 2018, right, to fill a vacant seat and won that election, then became here. But tell us your interest, how, how you got involved in local politics. Well, I have to tell you, I was I, – I, I did not fully understand uh, what it meant to be a counselor. I honestly believe that um, I'm not, I do not consider myself a politician. Of course, I'm in the role, in a political role. I really see myself as serving our community in a different way. And that's why I, in 2018, I took that leap of faith, despite being busy at my business and you know, taking on another role. I've always been very active in our community on various uh, committees, board of directors. You and I are both Rotarians, which we both love and and, and act and like to be active in our Rotary group. And so as for me, when I looked at the opportunity, I thought this is another way to serve our community. I didn't realize how involved it could be, but I don't regret it one minute. Um, and so I put my hat out there. There was um, five of us running for city council in 2018, and I was very blessed to be the one that was elected by the people of Iowa City. And so thanks to all of you um, that voted or didn't vote for me or in our surrounding communities, I, I really appreciate this opportunity, and I don't take it lightly. I'm humbled to serve, and I really believe that this is a community where we do work together. We do listen to one another. And I, one of the things that I mentioned, you know, as my tagline or whatever you want to say was all voices at the table. And I, I really believe that that's how we can move forward as a community because as an elected official, your voice is my voice. And so that's where I want to be. I want to continue to work with everybody within our community to listen to everybody within our community now, that doesn't mean that at times I don't agree or my vote doesn't go the way everybody wants it. And, 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 and I think that that's where we have to just agree to disagree but continue to move on together to do the work. Well, that's great. As, a, um, as some people know, I've lived here my whole life. It's sort of weird. I was born in Iowa City, and I'm, I'm now 73. I'm still in Iowa City, so it's been 73 years. So it's, it kind of means a lot to me, and I was excited when you decided to run. You know, one thing, Bruce, always about you, we were always – You've always been positive. You've been optimistic, and I guess I'm curious because uh, that's been always been your trademark. I haven't talked to you a lot recently, but this this year you became mayor in January. Is that right? 
I did. So you know I can't pass uh, hearing that you're going to be 73. So happy birthday to you. So <laughs> <laughs> happy birthday to you. I know it's coming up really soon next week. Is that correct? My birthday? No, it's, a, it's next month, but yeah. Next month. All right, yep. so it's coming up soon. So there you go. You have your birthday. Well, I appreciate soon. that. Yes, from Mayor T. And you're, you're very rare to be a long time Iowa Cityan. Yeah, no, I, I am rare, yeah. I'm... You're very rare. I've been in Iowa City since 1993, and so I myself consider myself uh, to be rare as well because I've been here a long time. Yeah. Um, but this is definitely a city that I love and adore. Um, and just being here, one thing that I've been blessed is by when I came at 17, I know a lot of the families that I met in high school. And then working with Iowa City Hospice, that's all in our community. I know people there. And then with my business, I still continue to work in individual homes within the community. And so I know a lot of people in this community just through my work and, of course, through um, uh, the different groups and associations that I'm a part of, especially uh, Rotary as well as other um, – I'm a part of the, the – uh, and, and I'm blanking on their name, but it's an elderly group where uh, we do advocate for elder-related uh, sure, yep. things. The it's the Task Force on Aging. Uh, with Mr. Bob Welsh, who is awesome and amazing, yep. uh, he, he's definitely an advocate for that elderly. And so shout-out to him wherever he is today. Well, good. Well, i, I got to ask you again about your being positive and optimistic because become the mayor, and that's a, it's, a, it's a big job, you know, and then we have all these – National problems arise out uh, of the, the the George Floyd, you know, I guess, death or murder, and then we have you know, protests here. And how did you manage? You have to manage the, the, your, your staff of the city help with that, and you have to manage the council. Tell us briefly how, how has that gone? How, how have you maintained your positive optimism? So January 2020 was so exciting. I was appointed as mayor. And I'll tell you that. Well, you, you weren't, but you, you were elected, right? Is that right? They, they voted for you, right? Yes. The, yeah. The, Congratulations. Yeah. Well, the council did. So yeah, council. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so they call it an appointment. An yeah, election. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I was appointed as mayor through a majority vote, which was is still an election in, in a way. I think election yeah. means a little more. But nevertheless, uh, the excitement that I had then, I can tell you that I still have it today. Now, between January and today, there was some hard days. There were some challenging days. I'll be very forthcoming and transparent. Um, but as I reflect back on, you know, the time that we had, we had COVID-19 that came into our community and, and into the nation. And as we were learning about COVID-19, there was a lot of fears. There was a lot of unknowns. And you're listening to a lot of voices as to how we should operate as a community, um, how we should operate and, and either do mandates as a, a governing body. And, you know, this is on my shoulders as mayor. And so it wasn't easy. And even today, as I look back, um, I, I believe that we did everything that we could do. We listened. We worked with the public health department. With, the, with our hospitals, we have three here. 
that we worked with. We listened to the people in the community. Um, and so it is always a challenge whenever you know that individuals' health is at risk, especially when it could end in death. And so that, that burden was great. Um, I know that that wasn't the only thing that we encountered this year as a large community. We encountered uh, the Black Lives Matter movement through George Floyd. And what I can tell you is that there were lots of different protests happening within our community, um, not just one group that was protesting. And, and I can tell you that that as a, a sitting black mayor meant something to me that people within our community really got the understanding of what Black Lives Matter mean. And I'll take a moment to talk about that because I think some people uh, may not know what it means, but it, it really is our house is on fire and we need help to get this fire out. Um, black lives, houses on fire. There's some injustices, some systemic racism that's happening that we need to talk about. And historically, racism is such a hard topic that people avoid the conversation. And so in our community, we're having the conversation. And so, you know, Derecho came along after that. And so took out some trees, damages to people's homes. But I can tell you that when we look at our neighbors in Cedar Rapids, overall, we're, we have been very blessed uh, to only have the limited damage that we have, which is significant um, even in our community. But a lot's happening. Um, and, and, and as I reflect, I really believe that this is a year of opportunity, even though we have some challenges, but it really is a year of opportunity on so many levels. And I am very grateful still and, um, to be mayor. And, uh, and we're going to continue to get through this together. Uh, we're a long ways away from um, tackling things and navigating things as a community, but I know we'll do it together. Well, no, I agree. I think again, your um, your positive attitude and you know, uh, you know, bringing people together. I think the key comment you made earlier: all voices at the table, because that's that's really the issue. Everybody's got to have that opportunity to to you know to voice their their concerns or their their good news. You know, so it's, I appreciate that commitment. I think I assume your staff has been done. I mean, uh, a great job of considering the whole situation. You know, and the hours they had to put in, and it's um, again. I, I'm, I'm impressed as a, a city and of what the staff has done. Yeah, so, and you're talking about staff, and I do want to just um, give a huge shout-out to my staff at Caring Hands and More for their endurance during this time of me being mayor. Um, it has been, uh, it's, I think it's taken us all by surprise uh, with all of the events happening this year, and, and my increase need to be attentive not only to Karen Havamore, but also to the things um, of being mayor. And so thanks to all of the staff there that they're, you know, they're just so happy that I'm in this role and they're very supportive and they're, they're sacrificing a, a little bit, of course, right, uh, with me being in this sure. role. And to our city staff, I have to tell you that the – the collaboration and the respect that I've received and and also is very reciprocal. What the staff has been amazing. And so thanks to all the city staff. I know that this year in particular, uh, we've shared some tears together, which we've never, <laughs> you know, as being a, a person, um, 
I very seldom share my tears publicly, but this has been a year where we shared tears and we uh, sat down and really had some hard conversations and made some decisions um, that I really believe has gotten us in the positive place where we are today. And so thanks to all the city staff. Yeah. Your leadership has been important, too, in the whole council. But uh, let's talk about yourself, uh, any hobbies. You, uh, you have a full-time job. You're the mayor. But do you have, do you have any hobbies? Are you yeah. a person or book pusher? And, you know. Yeah. So this weekend is the last of the good weather, you know, hopefully not. Yeah. But at least, at least for boating. So I have a boat out on the reservoir. And so this weekend, I was out there Friday evening, Saturday, and Sunday. And so I was just soaking it in, and actually I hadn't been there for over a month. And so um, that's one of my hobbies that I really love. Volleyball is something that I also enjoy doing. Uh, this uh, this summer has been a little awkward because of COVID, and so haven't been able to do that. But that, that's two of the hobbies that I really enjoy to do. Um, and so, yeah, and traveling has been something that I haven't been able to do, except my partner is on uh, a softball team, and so I've been able to travel with them a little bit uh, just to partake in outdoor uh, sport activities. So, yeah, that's been that's been uh, enjoyable. So those are truly my hobbies in a way, yeah. uh, which is really, you know, uh, enjoying nature is what I really enjoy doing. Well, great. Well, that's uh, that's um, a great story. And now, um, if you look ahead to 2021, the next two or three years, both personally and citywide and business-wise, what's uh, what's your vision or thoughts? You, um, so that's a loaded question. You well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, just generally. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, my my overall thought is for us as a community to really look at what has happened and, and and not such a negative light. Now there's there's opportunity for uh, some to mourn because maybe they've lost a loved one in twenty eighteen, whether it's the COVID or anything like that. But I, I really believe that we should move forward with hope. And that the hope of twenty twenty one it it is uh, is limitless. Um, where we go as a community is limitless. Where we go as an agency, a, a company, pairing hands and more, is limitless. And so that's what I would want people to really walk away is that even for everything that we've gone through, there is still hope and there is opportunities that lie ahead of us. And I, I hope that we've learned during this, during this time of how to treat each other better, how to slow down a little more and enjoy each other. Um, and that's what I'm hoping for in 2021 is that we'll continue with some hopeful things as we move forward um, together as a, as a community and even within my agency. Well, it's a great way to wrap up our, our podcast, I think, talking about hope and opportunity and the uh, potential in the future. So I think um, I share your optimism. It's going to be a sort of a cold winter maybe, but I think 2021 will be a... Um, a very positive year. So, anyway, thanks for being on the podcast. And any any final comments, Bruce? I'm happy I'm your new best friend. I've been here, so I <laughs> okay. so, I, so I have that to check off my list. Okay. <laughs> well, like I said, I'm proud to be uh, part of uh, Iowa City and uh, and your community. So, 
Thanks again for everything. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. And we'll talk to you later. Tom's New Best Friend is brought to you by West Bank. This Corridor Business Journal podcast is produced by Joe Coffey of Coffee Grande Studios. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter at CB Journal.